When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of the No Ceilings Podcast. I'm Tyler Metcalf, joined, as always, by the one and only Tyler Rucker. Rucker, how are we doing? I'm doing great. Happy holidays to everybody out there. Stay safe. Um, have yourself a Merry Christmas. You know, Happy New Year around the corner. It's a magical time of the year. Um, I'm, I'm doing good. You know, just plugging along, watching as much basketball as I can get my hands on. Football is kind of a, a nice little... Uh, you know, distraction sometimes to, oh, to we, balance we out each other this week. I forgot I about know, that. I know. We should um, not house online. divided, but I guess friendship divided. So yeah. it, it's gonna be a tough one. Podcast but, uh, over, so what did you say? So podcast over after this. Yeah, week, podcast. So. You know, podcast bet. <laughs> um, no, it'll be exciting weekend. But uh, been some good, some good college hoops lately. I don't know if the twenty four class is getting easier for me or more interesting i'll put it that way i think the gloves are off for me metcalf yeah i think i'm 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 ready to rip some band-aids off um you know i put it on the line that i made fun of myself for the justin edwards preseason ranking so i'm i'm ready to you know we we took a shot and uh you know it was we hit the side of the backboard so sometimes you gotta take a shot you know um but hey, it's it is time I think to to rip some band aids off, get serious about this class. Not that we weren't before, but I'm done waiting on a lot of guys. There's still some that I'm patient with. But how are you yeah. doing? Everything good? Oh, it's fantastic. Good. Uh, good. Christmas is favorite holiday of the year. Um, go all out. Absolutely love it. Um, made the rookie mistake of having to go to the grocery store today. Do oh, you recommend. can't do that. Do no, you got to go. I went um, um, Monday. You got to yeah. go Monday. To yeah, I cut. forgot a couple things. There's a good life hack. Nightmare. Go Monday when they open. Yeah. It was the best decision I've ever made. I felt like a genius. In and yeah. out, no line. Yeah. So. Well, you know, my, my wife used up the rest of my creamer without telling me, so I didn't have coffee until midday today. So <sighs> running on fumes. Um, had to go to the go through the grocery store chaos without caffeine. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to call myself a hero, but if, if you do, I'll, I'll accept it. Um Moving on. Uh, it is Christmas time, so we're going to have a little Christmas-themed uh, episode where we kind of run through our favorite, you know, quote-unquote, stocking stuffers of this draft. Uh, we've done this the last couple years, and these aren't the guys where it's the big present under the tree, the thing that you're freaking out about, the thing that you're so excited about, where if you unwrap it, it could change your entire life. Um, growing up, we all had those presents, uh, whether it's a massive Lego set or a new gaming system or, you know, whatever. Um, but there are always little trinkets and toys and candy and stuff in the stockings that make the overall experience a little better. So these aren't, you, you can classify them as sleepers. You can classify them as, 
um, deep cuts, whatever you want to go with. Um, these are going to be guys who aren't at the top of draft boards, who aren't the highlights of the 2024 draft, but guys who are going to make the overall experience a little more enjoyable, a little more exciting, and guys who could be kind of surprise uh, rookies who break onto the scene um, or second-year guys who really break out, uh, who end up going in the 20s or early second round or even later. Um, so, Rooker, I'll let you start. Who is your first one? I got a... I got a wide range of names I'm trying to figure out who I want to start with first. I, I, I I'm starting to fall in love with a, a guy for a prospect. I had to say that sentence correctly and he plays for Arizona. So I'm sorry. I, I you oh. know, bear, bear down big win last night over Alabama. Too. Yeah. No, no roll tied here. It's big win. Um, shout out to the worst refs I've ever seen in my life. Um, I don't mean that seriously. It's just, you know, I, oh, I didn't know you were watching the Timberwolves 76ers game. Oh yeah. I heard something about that. Mr. <laughs> Embiid's pretty good, by the way. He is very skilled. Yes. Very skilled. Uh, I'm going to go awesome. with, uh, also Max, he's good. I'm going to go with Keisha Johnson. He was on my list. There we go. Metcalf already starting off. I'm really impressed with Keisha. Um, I just think this is going to be one of those guys that probably makes some noise and starts to climb a little bit in draft circles when it comes to teams looking for some toughness, potentially maybe like a second round steal that you feel really good about, you know, smart teams might target him as, as you know, maybe this guy comes in, bring some toughness off the bench in a rotation. He, I just love the way he plays the game. I, I, I feel like, you know, he transferred from San Diego State. He's around 6'8". He's big body, but he's he's lengthy. He's got bounce. He's nasty on the court. Like, he tries to posterize you whenever he can. I just think he checks a lot of boxes, and, and there's some good defensive versatility. Um, he's shown the ability to get out there and, you know, stretch the floor. I, I, I'm very intrigued. I'm very excited to, to keep watching him this year. And we have to remember, too, like, Playing on a really good team. If they make a deep run, he's just going to keep getting more exposure in front of a lot of executives and scouts. So I, I'm just a big Keyshaw Johnson fan. What about you? Yeah, I, I I was kind of slow to come around. You've brought him up to me a handful of times. I'm like, eh, whatever. Like he's fine. Like I, you know, he he never really popped for me. And then his these last couple games is like, oh shit, this dude can play. Um, and he's got crazy bounce. The he gets off the floor incredibly quickly. Um, really impressive vertical pop, but it's a lot of like the connective passing really stands out to me. Uh, some of his entry passes to Balo are absolutely gorgeous. They're kind of high low game. Um, really good at changing the angles on bounce passes. You know, he's not a high level, high level playmaker, obviously, but he's really adept at just kind of keeping the ball moving and just changing the angles and, um, you know, where the, the delivery point just a little bit to kind of make their accurate pass and do the right thing and make the right read. Um, so I, I'm just going to run through some numbers with him currently. Uh, effective field goal of 61.6, offensive rebounding rate of 11.1, defensive rebounding rate 18.6, um, assist rate of 10.7, block rate of 3.5, steal rate of 2.9. Um, overall points per possession on synergy ranks in the 90th percentile. Um, spot up jumper is only 36 percentile and he's only shooting 30%, but overall on the year, he's shooting 35.7%, um, from three 
So I, I think it's workable. It's obviously not going to be a go-to for his, but I think there are real, real signs where he can grow into a competent, you know, corner shooter or uh, trail guy where, you know, just fast break, dump, point guard makes just a little casual kickback. He can step into a, a three pretty confidently. Uh, transition, 84th percentile, cuts 100th percentile, offensive rebounds, 69th percentile. He's just one of the more impressive play finishers on offense this season. And then the defense is really versatile, really explosive, really athletic. You know, you 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 brought up a name when we were planning this show and we just did a podcast episode on him. And it, could this be a Tumani Kamara? Could this be one of those guys that's... I, I, I want to preface this like, I don't ever... This isn't like I believe in this, but at some point when you find a player like Keyshot, I, I get to a point where I'm like, just, I don't give a crap if he's an undersized four or, you know what I'm trying to say? I was like, yeah. can he play basketball? Can he make your team better? And I watch him and I, it's a very easy yes with just so many areas of the game that he impacts. I mean, his motor is always on. He's, you know, he had a play, um, he had a play last night against Alabama where like Grant Nelson who had a game. Um, that was very sarcastic. Went at him and Keisha just ripped it from him. And like after he ripped the ball, just looked at him and like barked at him. And it's just like that's the mentality you're gonna get. And yes, he's an upperclassman, he's a senior, but I think he's just a beast on the boards. The athleticism really pops. Like you said, he's a quick leaper, great defender. And I think he just plays every possession like it's his last, which is a dream. If you're a, a potential playoff team or you're just trying to add a, a smart value pick. And I just think he's going to be a guy that keeps, you know, we might look at boards and all of a sudden he's 38th. And then yeah. a couple months later, he's 33. And we're just like, hey, you never know. And um, I think if I heard something correctly, I think like he's already matched his three point total or he's about to from San Diego State or something like that. I don't know. We have to fact check that. See, that's why we need to get big. We need to have a fact check guy on the sides. You know, shout out Bill Simmons with the TikTok camera. But I don't know. It's just an easy one for me. I, I really, really like his game. I think at some point in the draft, it's just a, a great, you know, a great value, a great potential diamond in the rough, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I let's see. This year he has 28 three-point attempts. Um, the last two years he had 42 and then 33 okay so, so I, I might have heard that a little bit off but yeah so i mean like he's on the path to yeah to, but and his percentage is up 10 about 10 percent from where it was last year so obviously minuscule sample size can go any direction with that something i've struggled with with Keyshad is Keyshad or Keyshad? i think it's Keyshad. Keyshad. okay apologies um who is he in the nba um i i know we don't like doing one for one comps of this is who he is, but it's important to kind of figure out. It's like, okay, is this archetype not in the league right now? Because that archetype just doesn't work unless you're one of the outliers or is it something new or, you know, I, I you know, what is the ceiling of the kind of role that a guy like this can have? And I, I I've kind of struggled to really put a pin on it. I, I think this would be a really high end outcome, but I'm just going to throw a name at you. Um, Feel free to just throw it in the trash. Um, Obi Toppin. 
Yeah, I was gonna say like the the role of PJ Tucker, but he's not there shooting wise. But the thing with Keyshot is he doesn't like force the threes. Like he's like, mm-hmm. oh, if you're leaving me wide open, I'm shooting this. But he's also really good of being like, no, I'm open, but I can also work to get a better shot for my teammate. Like he's he's just a smart player on the court. So Obi's probably a good one. Like maybe Obi with a better floor for shooting. I don't know. That's our better upside for shooting. But the, like that's the these are type of guys. Or, or is it just Tumani Kamara? That's what I'm saying. Is it just Tumani? Is it Tumani Kamara? Or it's just like we keep saying those guys find a way to stick around the league and mm-hmm. carve out lengthy careers. Um, I don't know. It's just the motor, the rebounding, the defensive versatility, and then if he could step out and just be respectable from outside, where like you have to, you have to get out there and and at least contain him. I think some team's going to take a chance on that for sure. Gosh, there's a name now that I, I know exactly. I'm going to think of someone like an NBA comp later on because this is bugging me because it's like swimming in my head because I'm like, okay, veteran piece, end of a roster, kind of a strong, I don't know, like the Jay Crowders, like the, the guys like that where it's like you just, you always want to find them. You're, you're always trying to find those guys. So I don't know. Okay. Um, Who's your first? Hit me he, with it. Keyshawn was my first. Oh, um, okay. So you know, just re- again, real original by you. Just stealing my stealing my uh, my content. It's fine. It's fine. Um, all right, I'm gonna pivot and go with the guy that was pretty underwhelming at Hoop Summit. Drink. Um, he's kind of the forgotten guy on this G League Ignite team. Um, point guard. I'm going London Johnson. Um, wow! I wasn't so, expecting this. So London's numbers aren't outstanding; they're astronomical. They're not, you know, mind blowing by any means. And he's currently averaging eleven point two points. Um, sorry, G League's stat layout got, is yes, funky. It is a um, nightmare. And I'm sorry <laughs> for whoever was running their mobile app this year. I oh my gosh, I would not buy you a beer. Okay, so he's he's at eleven point two points, six point one rebound or assists, two point three rebounds, two turnovers, um, one point five stocks, shooting thirty eight point four percent from the floor, not great, thirty seven point five percent from three, much better, and just under seventy nine percent from the line. Um, I need to cut you off. I can't. I can't let that go. Okay, so backstory for everyone with the why I can't stand the mobile app with the G League whenever you're looking at box scores or like stats, it's always usually in some order where it's like points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, field goal percentage, three point percentage, blah, blah, blah. In like the beginning of the year for the G league, I don't know why, but like the mobile app, it would be like points, blocks, field goal percentage, (laughs) uh, steals, turnovers, three point percentage. And I'd be like, what in the world? I'm going to have a seizure of looking at this box. So, okay, there you go. I, I screenshotted it to the group once and um, someone was like, what in the world? I'm about to have faint. So there you go. Go ahead, Metcalf. Sorry. No, I, I just, I, I know London Johnson's numbers on their own aren't going to blow people away, but I think he's been really sound, really consistent. Um, 
and improved in a lot of areas that he kind of struggled in last year and that we were skeptical about coming into the year. I think his defense has looked a lot better. I think his spot of jumpers looked really good. Um, he has a t- assist to turnover ratio of 2.91. Um, he ranks in the 77th percentile in spot up scoring. He's not going to be a, I would be shocked if he's a big time starting point guard down the road, but he feels like the perfect kind of guy to run a second unit, to be that low maintenance facilitator who can play on or off ball, uh, takes care of the ball, has better decision-making and defense. He looks physically, he looks so much bigger than he did last season. Um, So I don't think he's a first round. A lot of people don't even have him in their top 60. I do. I think he's solid. I'm just really impressed with the the kind of steps that we've seen him take month over month um, over the last couple of years. I think this is the year in which you got to start getting creative when you're talking about a lot of these guys that, that might get in the conversation for being on big boards or teams are going to be intrigued with London would not shock me if there's just some teams that are, are pleased with what he's done. The ignite has gotten off to a rough start. They've looked much better. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because now a point guards come back. Like, and I know everyone's going to be like, well, the stats don't back that up, but it's like, no, someone's there to run the show to put everyone in position. Like when they didn't have London, it was a nightmare. They had to go out and get another vet with Norris Cole. Like they've looked better. Um, and I think London's kind of one of those guys that's we're probably underappreciating what he's been doing. Um, me and you commented watching one of the games where I was like, he looks like he put on 20 pounds. Like he just looked fantastic compared to when we saw him at Hoop Summit drink. And I do think that there's there this could be one of those like, hey, if London has a couple strong games, maybe this fire starts to burn. Because I will tell everyone like talking around draft Twitter. I love you. I absolutely love draft Twitter. You guys are everything to me. The names everyone on draft Twitter is excited about the NBA does not feel the same right now. It is very loud when I, when I ask around and I'm asking like the guys I trust, I am asking viciously. I'm like, really? And they're like, no, I don't see that. (laughs) I'm like, Whoa. Okay. Those are big names that you're telling me. So it's going to get really interesting. It's going to get chaotic and, um, that's why I'm very excited for this year. And I think a lot of these guys we're going to talk about could be real risers. So London, I, I, I wouldn't get too married to the numbers. Like obviously at some yeah. point we're going to need to see some good games, but for sure, it's one of those guys too. You look up and it's like, Oh, seven assists. You know, he, he's just does a good, good job of playing his role. Yeah. And from a backup point guard, it's kind of all you need. So, who who do you have next on your list? Well, I mean, we had a fan asking if we were going to talk about someone. Um, I will bring him up, but just a quick one. I'll I'll, I'll cheat. Um, Otega Owe, Corey mm-hmm. and Albert did an episode breaking down Otega Owe and Tyler Kolick. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you guys check that out for for an in depth one. But I'll bring him up really quickly. I love him at Calf. I think he's making some noise. Um. He's averaging 15, 4, 1, and 2.4 steals. Shooting splits of 66, 71, 78, which are hilarious. Um, the three-point percentage, he doesn't shoot that much. So he had a, I think it's he started the attempts. year. Yeah, 14 attempts. I think he started the year 4 for 4 and it's just been hilarious how it's just like barely <laughs> going down. 
but he can just play. I, I think that's a guy that just is tough. He's six five, two ten. He looks every single pound of it. Um, kind of a game wrecker. Just I think one of those upside guys that makes an impact, but looks like he's still got his best basketball ahead of him. So I'm a big fan of Otega. I know that's kind of probably cheating because I think he's climbing a little bit, but um, I would put him in a stocking. You know, that would be a, a very welcome stocking suffer for me. Yeah, I, I think I'm a little cooler on him um, than a lot of the people at No Ceilings. I'm I'm intrigued. I think he's he might just be inside my first round. Um, so like late 20s or early 30s, that kind of range for me right now. The, the defense is very fun. Uh, the fact that he has a steal rate of 5.1 is very encouraging uh love that and then you go on synergy and you look at his scoring efficiency numbers and they're just absolutely bonkers right now 97th percentile overall uh 77th percentile spotting up 94th percentile in transition 73rd percentile on cuts uh 99th percentile on all jump shots 87th percentile around the rim those are crazy numbers um for kind of a wing to be shooting 71.2% at the rim, super impressive. I'm just not sure how real any of it is. Because I get it. The I, For him to be in the 99th percentile in jumpers does not line up with what I see on the film in terms of the mechanics and his confidence and what he is willing to and does take, where it feels like he passes up a lot of open looks. He's taken 22 jump shots on the year, so you know, a, a, a somewhat cold month that number, those numbers could plummet. Um, but I, he's a bowling ball getting to the rim, really effective around the rim, really athletic, really high motor, um, really kind of tenacious defense. So there, there's definitely a lot to like. I'm just, I, I need these sample sizes to get just a little bigger. Um, I, cause I don't think the mechanics are necessarily there. I don't necessarily buy the shooting touch, but if it keeps going in, it keeps going in. Um, and at the end of the day, that's all you can kind of base it on. So the fact that he has a 8.1 assist rate, also not super great, but you know, they have Milo Suzanne and Javion McCollum doing the majority of the ball handling there. So willing to give him a little bit of a pass there. Really interesting player. I'm just a little cooler among the group on him than I think most are. No, I get it because he's like a connecting piece that the numbers you would think like, Oh, this crazy defensive shooter. And it's like, no, it's the the outside shot is going to come back down to earth, but he's so powerful and really slippery through traffic. Mm -hmm. That's like, it's, it's very impressive. I I wonder if like, it's almost Lou Dort vibes, but bouncier. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So like he, I think that's like his dream is you could find like a combo guard, Lou Dort, Marcus smart type of stuff um, and be intrigued. Like I, if you were in a normal year, if a team got him like late first or early second, I think you'd be very ecstatic of just being like, Hey, like we're buying into him being a real problem defensively. And, you know, he's got a spot in our rotation to be like the lockdown defender early on. I think you get excited. Maybe he's a guy that if you have a couple first round picks you're like there's our project we get to work with him and and be patient but um i understand why people will have hesitations because it's freaky numbers it is very freaky like he just had a seven steal game 
Yeah. Um, that North Carolina game, they were struggling and you look up and you're like, he's got 23. It's just, you know, he's just one of those guys, but he is also one of those guys. He has 12 points. And then you look up and you're like, hit seven steals too. Like he just yeah. impacts. So I'm like you, there's a lot of guys that I'm like, I need way more of a sample size and he's probably on that list. Okay. Um, let I'll, we'll move on to my next one after this quick ad break. Okay, we're back. Um, Rucker, before I dive into this guy, let me know. Oh. If th- this might be cheating at this point. This guy okay. might have gone too good. Um, Dalton Necht. Has he risen too high to qualify for this at this point? Yeah, but we can talk about him. No. no we can talk about No, let's talk about him. <laughs> well, how high uh, were, were you at with him? Uh, 13. Where do I have him? Uh... I have him at 13. You are so unoriginal. <laughs> I swear we don't. Do your own do, work. I just oh updated God. my board oh like my last night. The funny thing is I think I moved him up and moved him up again. So the fact that, you know, we're right there. <sighs> it's a weird. That's where my big board range gets weird. And I, I literally was just staring and I was like, who d- deserves to be here? And then I was like, well, Dalton, I love Dalton. I keep, I said it on the last episode, I think. I was like, why am I not moving Dalton up? And I got to a point where I was like, to heck with you guys. I'm moving him up. So are we being crazy to move him up that much? I mean, I, I don't think so. I, th- I think he's a legit athlete. Um, was he? Six, six, six wing, three level scorer, really good shooter has shown an ability to create off the bounce, get to the rim, pull up in the mid range, attack closeouts. Um, you know, assist rate isn't anything crazy, but he's shown an ability to kind of move the ball, make those kickout passes, um, play simple. He does so much for that Tennessee offense where it's like, why, why not? What is in this draft? Where is there a more appealing kind of six, six scoring wing? And I'm not necessarily sure where I see it. Um, I mean, obviously there are some names, so don't take that too literally. But when you talk about end of the lottery to late first round, I think he his consistency, his scoring versatility, his athleticism just kind of consistently pushes him ahead of a lot of the names you're going to see in that range. I mean, he's... He's six six with nastiness and can shoot the cover off the ball. He's averaging sixteen and four on forty six thirty eight eighty, and I think he's been playing through a couple banged up injuries. So I feel like those numbers are even more impressive. It would be an easy check for me. Is he Corey Kispert? Um, way more athletic. Not to dog on Kispert, but no, I, but that, I, I believe I more felt in, the same thing. The moment I said it out loud, I said, but more athleticism. I, I think his three level scoring ability is a lot higher too. Where you know, I, I think Kispert has the ability to kind of do a little pump and then two dribble pull up. Um, but I think Dalton has the ability to pump, snake through the lane, hit a mid range fade, or get all the way to the rim. Um, so yeah, and I and. You, you see, you're, you're just doing the classic white guy, white guy thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not because I, my if you're white, you're Ben Affleck. Facts. My thing I'm doing is Kispert went 15th. I think he also went 15th, and we were all like that draft, like, hey, he could go top, you know, 12 picks. Um, but my point is, 
I will always say at some point when one of the best shooters is on the board, some team can't pass them up anymore. No. And if you're six, six and you can shoot and you have athleticism with that, I think someone will, will take the bait. I also think it's important. I believe in this, this year, um, going to be kind of a downer. Don't compare this draft to other drafts. You have to be open-minded this year for everyone listening. You have got to be open-minded this year. And I even like asked an exec, I was like, is it crazy to think this way? Like, Hey, I don't, I don't think you can compare this to other drafts. And the guy was like, yeah, you can't do it. This draft's going to be wide open. It's going to be chaos. And and I just believe if you're going to try to compare, like it's a good exercise, but if people are like, Hey, where would you have Alexander Saar? compared to last year would he be in your top five i would be like i don't think so like it's just a really it's gonna be really wild and that's why i'm saying like guys like dalton connect i could see going much earlier than we're expecting right now december yeah i i I really could so um yeah i think that's a good one it's a it's a little cheesy but i actually like that 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 would be like holy crap this is in my stockings like this is awesome this should have been a powerhouse gift so yeah i like that um all right just before we move on to your next one low low quick game of this or that um modest or necked or connect oh you're gonna no i have modest right now but um you can no, I have modest. That, underscore. <laughs> that's going to be a. I have modest right now. I think modest has looked good. I, I I need modest. The problem is, is I need modest to start having the aggressiveness connect has, and then I'll be like all in on modest. But I don't know if that's there. And it might be because one's a senior and one's you know, nineteen year old. Okay. Um, connect or Reed Shepard, and I promise I'll move on to someone who's not a white dude after this one. Connect. Uh, connect or TJ Saloon? Um, Saloon. Connect or McCuller? Oh, I might have them back to back. Connect. Connect or Wooga Poplar? Connect. Okay. Who you got? I'm, I, I'm not... I... Well, I, let's just talk about him. I, I had Wooga Poplar on okay. my list. Okay, so where do you have Wooga? I have Wooga at 20. Can you get me to buy into the next leap? I moved him up. I have him like 39. I can't get to the next leap. Why can't I get to the next stage? I put him as a stocking stuffer because I think if you got Wooga in the second round, you'd be very pumped on that flyer. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm just going to run through some numbers yes, here. Here we go. Um, Thank you. So 6'5 shooting guard uh offensive rating of 114 usage of 24 and a half effective field goal rate of 63.5 true shooting percentage of 66.8 defensive rebounding rate of 16.8 um three-point percentage of 51 um on 49 attempts and he's taking 9.2 three-pointers per 100 possessions it's a pretty high rate um moving on to synergy 85th percentile overall points per possession uh spot up 79th percentile transition 92nd percentile pick and roll ball handler 97th percentile all jumpers 87th percentile catch and shoot 91st percentile dribble jumpers 71st percentile at the rim 93rd percentile the dude just scores and he's a really really good athlete um i think the defense needs a good amount of work not much of a playmaker but i think 
similar to connect. He's really developed his three level scoring this year. Um, I think he's a step behind in that realm where I think the mid range jumper um, and scoring has taken an improvement, uh, but not quite as drastic of one as connect has um, rebounds the shit out of the ball. Really good athlete defenses kind of what it is it's not great um but that athleticism that scoring i for him to still be shooting over 50 percent from three on that many attempts um really impressive and i know there there are a lot of people at no ceilings who are just completely out on him and i don't get it um if you have him in the second round i get it um but i i don't get the the argument for being way out on him it's turning. It's the, the no ceilings crew. It's turning into a, a hornet's nest with some of these guys. Like we're we're I, I've never seen the gloves come off so much. Like there's been some very heated stuff. And I love it. I love every second of it. It's all love, but it's like we're all very passionate this year, and that's why we love this year because it, it is a chaos factory. We're trying to argue about like, does this guy deserve to be in the first round or is he mid second round? And everyone has like a very passionate case. Who is Wuga? Give me a name. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Okay. That gets me excited, actually. Um, Malik Beasley. Um, Without the off-court stuff? Well, hopefully. Wooga, Chaka, Wooga. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to try to watch again. See what happens. The U. Who, uh, who, Who you got next? Um, and to back, to, to back you up, I, I, that's why I believe he's a stocking stuffer. Cause if he has, if he keeps, if he keeps playing like this all year, Wuga's going to go in the first round. He's putting yeah, his numbers are freakish. It's oh, ridiculous. Oh, there are some people who have him like lottery. I, I can't get there. Um, that's another him, leap right there. But, it's like two leaps from where I'm at, but I, I, I understand He's producing, he's got good size, and he can shoot the cover off the ball. Like, I get it if you're buying into a lot of the stuff. This was also a draft Twitter darling last year, and I was like, I'm not there yet. Let's wait. He looks very intriguing. But now I'm just like, I'm one leap away from getting into, like, dangerous territory where I'm like, you're on the verge of being in my first. So just being patient. Yeah, and I I can definitely understand that. Um Okay, uh, let's go to my next one. Uh, guy I'm, I actually wrote about for tomorrow's or Friday's article uh, over at NoSealingsNBA.com. It is free. Um, Donovan Dent, point guard from New Mexico. I love this dude. I, I think he is the best playmaker um, in the country right now. I think his assist rate is something like 39% or something. It's like 14th in the country right now, and he has the lowest uh, turnover rate among everyone in that kind of 38 and up uh, range, aside from Reese Beekman, who is at like a 10 turnover rate, which is obscene. Um, But really good athlete. His playmaking creativity and accuracy is astounding. Um, He really feels like six foot two Sharif Cooper. I just love how much you use Sharif Cooper with him. So for everyone, here's a little Donovan Dent background. Uh, last year as a freshman, played 18 minutes. I'm not, I don't want to spill too much because I know Metcalf's writing about him tomorrow at NoSealingsNBA.com. It's absolutely free. Uh, last year as a freshman, he played 18 minutes a game, 
Um, started two games, averaged five, two, and two on 50, 21, 68. This year, he's 16.8 points, three rebounds, 6.2 assists, 1.8 steals on 52, 37, 64. Now, Metcalf's playing a lot of fun clips for the YouTube live fans with us, which you guys are just absolutely fantastic. It's always awesome to read the comments in the chat. Donovan's fun, man. I, I It doesn't take long when you're watching his film to all of a sudden see a couple plays where you're like, my goodness, um, just really good feel. I feel like another guy that just really makes you play to his speed, which I feel those are my favorite guards when you can just tell that they're like, I can speed this up, but I don't need to because I'm going to bring you down to, to my level. He's just fun, man. He, I, I, is he this year guy at Metcalf? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that was... I'm <laughs> sorry, I can't help myself. No, but, but for everyone not seeing it, it was just vicious, one-handed cross-court. Is he a this-year guy? How close are we to getting to a this-year guy? Is um, it like him in the 40% and getting to like 18 a game? Are we like, hey, Donovan, stay one more year and break out? Or... Is this the year you go? That's going to be a fun wrinkle. A lot of these guys, someone might be like, go, go. This is the year. Yeah, I I, I think you just kind of go right now if you're him because this class is, it is what it is. Um, but this is a it, guy that goes and has a good draft process and goes 24th. Yes. Because some teams just like, yeah, we're like, in. Fuck it, why not? We're in, uh, like, or 18th. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, is he really 6'2"? I think that will be really fascinating yeah. to see if he's at legitimately 6'2 or more like 6 foot, 6'1", um, because it's really hard to make it in the league at 6'2". And most of the guys that do, I kind of break it down in my, in my piece, but most of them that do are either kind of defensive specialists like Davion Mitchell or TJ McCollum or, you know, kind of seasoned vets like that too, or they're elite shooters like a Seth and Steph Curry or Trey young, uh, these kind of end all be all offensive creators. And that's not there because the shot's not there. And I, I think the shot is pretty rough right now where kind of comes out flat. He doesn't really elevate on it, but I think his mechanics aren't necessarily broken. I think it just needs reworking, but then you look at the free throw percentage, the willingness to shoot the volume, they're all kind of pretty negative indicators of what it could turn into. But I, he's awesome around the rim, too. And he's 56% at the rim uh, for a 6'2 guard. That's a that's, big number. That's, that's really good. Um, so, you know, obviously you would like that to be 60+, plus, but that's when you're getting into the realm of, um, you know, guys who are the more 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", kind of more point wing type, type players. So, um I think that that 56% is just a little bit behind where Isaiah Collier is and a little above where Tyrese Proctor is. So it's not like it's bad by any means. The, the guys that are getting talked about as first-round guards, that number alone is similar. And obviously, it's different competition. All of that doesn't translate. Who knows? Um, but the shot's going to be the big thing with him. And it's like, does it take any step in the right direction uh, as the year progresses? And if not, then, you know, we might just have another sub six, three point guard who's a phenomenal playmaker um, who doesn't just who doesn't quite make the bill. 
I get it. I'm pretty pumped to read that piece because I do know he's a popular name. He's someone scouts are circling around. You, you know, he, he got on the radar quick. And I know, I think now is the important time to where like, okay, now people are going to come see you. Yeah. And if he could keep producing, we got conference play starting for some teams next week. Um, it's a, it's a big upcoming month for a lot of, a lot of these teams, a lot of these prospects. Absolutely. Uh, do you have, you have any more? Or you want to dive yeah, into I, I'm, Koulibaly? I'm going to, no, I'll, I'll do one more. Cause we have fans asking about the Koulibaly stuff. Um, I'm going to make your eyes roll. Jared McCain, baby. I'm in, <laughs> I'm back in. I never stopped loving Jared McCain. This is where, this is why we be patient with a lot of these prospects because all of a sudden something happens and you know, we never root for injuries, but Tyrese Proctor goes down next man up. Who's going to step up. A lot of us thought it was going to be Caleb Foster. Jared McCain's played great for them lately. I just think this dude is a hooper. He's been a solid connector that makes winning plays. He's, he's, he's averaging 18 a game in his last three games with three rebounds to assists. Shooting splits of 59, 52, 100. I'm not saying Jared McCain's like, oh gosh, here we go, like buckle up. I'm just saying we need to start watching closely because I think Proctor's kind of getting close to coming back. But is this now like Jared McCain surging with confidence and even with Proctor back, he's going to be feeling good. If he's shooting it like this from outside, it's a whole different player. It's just a guy I really like. I think this is... A, a name to keep an eye on. I'm going to be fascinated if he starts to get a little bit of buzz. Um, Cause we thought, you know, there's a lot of these guys that are really talented freshmen. We thought we we're going to be saying, Hey, they're a next year guy, but maybe McCain's one of those guys. Like we talked about Keyshaw Johnson at the start of the show. Maybe he could be one of those that's slowly creeping up. I don't know. Yeah. It's really good to see him kind of hopefully turning a corner. Um, I I've dropped him pretty far. Um, in my rankings and most of that is due to i just not quite convinced that he's a this year guy Mm -hmm. um and maybe maybe he uh, ends up being a this year guy and that the shooting consistency maintains and then if it does it's like okay good the the things that i wanted to see from you this year are starting to come to fruition and we're getting there a year earlier than the first month of play suggested so that's good for everyone um very excited to see how the rest of his kind of season goes especially like you said once we get into conference play um all right let's take our final ad break and then jump into Bilal Koulibaly all right Rucker so segment we started last week rookie roulette um who is the fan who dm'd you that name I want to make sure if we get them oh I got uh I'll find it I'll find it I'll um, find it okay but gun, bas- basically in case you're new uh we're just Every week, we're taking a virtual wheel, spinning it, and it's going to land on a rookie, and we're going to highlight that rookie and what they've done this year, uh, kind of go through what we've liked, what we haven't liked, what they've done, what they haven't done, opportunity, um, where we were at preseason, where we were at with them uh, in terms of draft stock, all of that kind of stuff, because it's really important to when you're doing this draft stuff to kind of figure out where guys are going and whether that matches your evaluation or where you've missed. Um, so Bilal Koulibaly, uh, 6'8", 195-pound wing. Uh, he was 
Victor Wembanyama's teammate uh, with Metropolitan's 92, uh, really came onto the scene about midway through um, last season and then just exploded in terms of draft stock. Uh, He ended up being the number six overall pick by the Wizards, who actually traded up for him. He ended up uh, 14th on our final no ceilings big board. I think he was one of the more polarizing guys in that draft among our group where some had him around 20 others had him up around five uh some of the conversations and debates that we had over him were really really fascinating um but he's currently averaging 9.4 points which is ninth among all rookies 4.1 rebounds which is ninth among all rookies uh 1.7 assists which is 14th one steal per game which is second uh, 52.1, 41.6, 63.8 shooting splits, uh, 20, all of that in 26.9 minutes, which is six. Um, most of his offense is coming off ball where he's scoring 1.149 points per possession, which is in the 73rd percentile overall, um, shooting 79% or 79% of his jumpers are coming off the catch and he shooting 40.7% and all of them are from three in those situations, uh, which ranks in the 76th percentile uh, with 1.22 points per shot, shooting 80% at the rim, 96th percentile, shooting 55% on corner threes, 90th percentile, uh, block rate of 0.9%, ranks in the 78th percentile for wings, steal rate of 1.7% rate, ranks in the 82nd percentile, uh, for wings, uh, he's getting fouled on 13.3% of his shot attempts, which ranks in the 92nd percentile. And a- of those shots, he's converting uh, 42.9% of those into and one opportunities, which ranks in the 91st percentile. Uh, the on often differentials. Sorry, these are a lot of numbers. Just trying to highlight all of it at once. Um, Take your but... Tylenol, folks. Take your Tylenol. It's okay. <laughs> uh, the Wizards have, um, when, when Kulabali is on the court, the Wizards net rating is uh, plus 0.4 um, points higher uh, than when he's off. Their offensive rating is 0.7 uh, lower, and, but their defensive rating is 1.2 lower. Um, not a whole lot of playmaking, um, an on-ball creation. Uh, turnover rate of 19.7% ranks in the 4th percentile, and his assist rate of 8.3% ranks in the 28th percentile. Sorry, that was a lot, but just kind of wanted to highlight the role that he's had and some of the really absurd finishing numbers and scoring numbers that he's produced this year. Um, I have to give the shout out. Toiloy Brown, the third. Yes. Commented on YouTube. We love the YouTube comments because there's a lot of negative <laughs> ones too. It's always a fun battle, but um, it's always cool when fans give us some ideas and I was like, that's fantastic. And then he DM'd me and I was like, that's awesome. You know, we love when you guys do that. We were always like, Hey, DM us. We'll talk hoops whenever you want. Um, and it was cool to talk to him. And I was like, thank you so much. We'll give you a shout out on the next episode. Focusing now. Bilal. He's damn good folks. Yeah. He's good. He's great. Um, he is right on cue. Like it is perfect for his development. Now I, I need every wizards fan, diehard Bilal fan. Just stay with me for a sec. Metcalf read off a lot of numbers. A lot of them are very impressive. Um, I know there's a lot of Wizards fans being like, play him more or, or just take over. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't change a damn thing. His confidence is building. He's he's looking like a he's he's ahead of curve. Yeah. He is ahead of the curve for what I was expecting. Bilal as a rookie, 
He's in a great position. And this is the most underrated part of a team like the Wizards right now. Like, yes, I know they struggle. That's fine. He's getting playing time. He's yeah. getting consistent reps as a rookie that not a lot of rookies get. And and you're seeing the plays starting to be really solid. I was watching his film and um sorry, I haven't watched every Wizards game this year. So when we get to do segments like this, I'm like, great, I get to watch Kulabale and see what's been going on. And obviously I've been tracking him before, but his shot looks good, Metcalf. He also looks like this is the most important thing I think for these really young rookies is can you make the game simple for them early mm-hmm. on? Can they make the game simple? I think he's understood. I could play good defense. If I'm open, just be aggressive and confident with my shot. I love everything I've seen from him. Yeah. I think the dream is he just stays playing like this all year off season finds a, a great <laughs> fitness weight trainer. They become best buddies. He puts on 10 pounds weight gain season. And I think your dream of, a, if you're a wizards fan, he plays two summer league games and they literally just be like, we're done. Shut him yeah. down. He looked fantastic. Just shut him down. We don't care. We don't need to see another thing. And, and from there, I don't want wizards fans or us to get unrealistic with like, he's going to turn 20 in July He's still stupid young. Just let him add a little bit to his game each year. Like let him don't expect cool next year to be like, Oh gosh, he's in the all-star running. No, let's just start to get some more on ball stuff next year. Start to get a little bit more. And then you are really cooking with something interesting. And I, and I wanted to ask you Metcalf, cause I was looking back at past drafts and I'm trying to figure out cool ball. And I'm like, who's he? Give me vibes of because they're the lengthy defenders with upside offensively that you're like, this could be a really special defensive talent. And I was like, is this like the Michael Bridges, Jaden McDaniels? Are we on that path? But I have to preface that of saying like McDaniels had a lot more of an offensive bag coming out. Um, Mikel was a, spent multiple years at college was a problem. I yeah. still, one of my favorite guys I've ever evaluated. Okay. So like I'm saying, is he on that path where it's like, you know, we're years away, but this is the dream path is like, he gets on that one and you're like, Oh gosh, this is a two way monster. Is there any other names I'm, I'm missing? I was even like Harrison Barnes maybe, but I think he's just a freak of nature compared to Harrison and yeah. Harrison was dunking on people, but you get my point. Like, Bilal in transition is, it's like a deer. It's like a lion, you know, attacking prey when you put on a discovery channel. It's just really cool to watch. Um, Sorry, you know. (laughs) Peter, don't come after me, please. The the, the really high-end comp that I kind of keep going, hoping for with him is OG. Um, and Anobi, mm-hmm. because I think he plays with that kind of similar level of physicality, that athleticism, uh, mostly off ball role. And I know OG is obviously grown on ball, um, but we haven't seen much of that from Bilal yet. And I think for good reason, because, you know, there are flashes of it uh, when he was playing over in France, but most of that came against lower level competition. And most of his on ball stuff with uh, when he was playing with Victor came. Uh, solely in transition and otherwise he was 
mostly off ball. Um, and that's kind of what we've seen him. They're seeing the role that he's executed and being put in right now, which I think is absolutely perfect for him. Um, the The shot is way better than I thought. Um, I thought it took really good strides uh, throughout last year. It does still look really slow, but he's really focused. It looks like he's really focusing on keeping his mechanics sound and consistent. And I think that's more important right now than ensuring that it's a quick release. Um, and it's paying dividends. I mean, he's for over 40% from three right now off the catch. That's really, really impressive and way higher than I thought it was going to be. If he's going to get to that next legit three and D level, uh, you know, starting wing, all, you know, fringe, all-star, all-star wing, um, obviously this is a couple of years from now, but the speed of the release is going to have to improve. Um, other than that, I mean, he just plays a really simple style on offense. There, there isn't much playmaking and they're not relying on him for that right now. Maybe it's something that comes along in the future, but his ability to get from point A to point B, really impressive, really good athlete, really physical. The physicality of when he gets around the rim and then the touch and ability to adjust around the rim and finish through the contact is way, way farther along than I thought it would be right now. Um, defensively, this is kind of who he was last year too. And yeah, it's translated a little quicker than I maybe have may have anticipated, but it's not a surprise. Um, so that he's really looking like the guy that a lot of people hoped he could turn into. Um, I think I was a little lower on him and a little more skeptical just because we hadn't seen a ton of sample size from him at the uh, a higher level. So it's like, okay, how quickly is all of this going to come around? And he's proving that he was fucking ready <laughs> right away. And that the time that he spent in those lower levels may not have been necessary. Um, coming into the draft last year, where were you at with him? Because I, we, we had done a couple episodes last year, um, but did you see this happening this quickly or were you thinking more next year kind of thing? I mean, I, you bring up a good point about like, a, was it necessary to be in the low, lower levels? I actually think it was for him. Um, Cause he was dominant in those levels. Um, like watching Bilal's lower level film. He looked like Michael Jordan playing out there just yeah. because it was, it, it was just, a clear mismatch. Like I, I did a midterm on it and I was like laughing watching the games. Cause it would just be like, he'd go down the middle of the lane and just be dunking on everyone. And I was just like, Holy crap. But I think it was necessary for his development to get this feel of confidence of like, look at all the stuff I can do. I'm experimenting out of here. Then he gets brought up to play with Victor um, earns his role defensively, which was humongous for his development. Cause we're yeah. seeing it now. And I, I think that's where he started to really feel like, okay, I'm, I, I belong up here. I thought it was going to be a, a slow beginning of the year and maybe post all-star break, he started to get some extended playing time and we're like, okay, this is an exciting off season coming up for Bilal. But this is what I think is perfect when you understand when you're, when your coaching staff, your developmental staff, your organization is all realistic and i think it's so important to just be like let's just play the damn kid and like hey he's gonna have growing pains but let's just play him he'll figure it out and you don't pull him every time he makes a mistake like just let him play and i think that's so underrated and important and um 
you know, you look back at his game logs, his first 17 games. Now I know the minutes have started to climb. So just bear with me. He had six games where he had double digit points in his last eight games. He's had seven games where he's finished double digit. So like, it's just starting to come together. And I just, I, I know the minutes are going up, but it's because he's earned it. And, and it's because he's been consistent and, um, yes, I know they're getting blown out a lot. So like he's getting, he was getting minutes because of that, but it's still like, we're getting to a point where he should be playing more. Um, I prefer him over Jordan pool, but that's just my two cents. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I was very cautious on the late humongous rise. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't just me. It, it, it like I asked around and guys were like, he's a talent. He's a legit talent, but people were like the net, the range I'm hearing is very rich for me. And right now, Metcalf, like, yes, Victor's been great. Chet's been great. Bilal's one of the most impressive rookies this year. Mm-hmm. I, I really do feel that way. Like he, he's been an absolute stud and I think Washington should be very pumped up to just keep doing what you're doing with this kid. He, he's, he's going to be a, a really good piece for this organization. Um, I just don't need him and Jordan Poole hanging out in the offseason. So going going forward for the rest of this year, what are you kind of hoping to see from Koulibaly? Um, because per, I, his shooting numbers right now are astronomical and probably not sustainable, um, especially if he continues to get more minutes and defenders start kind of respecting the shot from out there a little more. I'm really fascinated to see what happens uh, when he gets run off the line, how he's able to how or if he's able to kind of create for others, get to the mid range, maybe a little more. Um, Would you like to see them develop or try and throw him more on ball? Uh, Because their season's basically over right now. So do you want them to experiment with him more on ball or just kind of keep him in this role and really build that confidence of being, you know, a potentially elite wing defender down the road while being a really effective and, off-ball score and really honing those skills and work on the on-ball stuff um, during the off-season and to, to, in an attempt to, you know, build the confidence now instead of potentially tear it down. I, I definitely would like to see at a point, I think post-All-Star break is one of the more underrated times of the year for teams like this when it comes to developing, you know, we all, the last couple months of the season are always such just, fool's gold we always say like the all of a sudden a guy starts playing well and you're like yeah well who's he playing against who's are you know the nuggets playing all their backups and stuff like that you know what i'm trying to say like it's always take it with a grain of salt but i think for young guys it's really important to build some confidence going into that offseason like you're saying i think you know the next steps for below would be like yeah let's put the ball in his hands I, i'd love to see if washington got to a point where they're like we're starting him and playing them heavy minutes. Now, I don't know who's going to be put on the bench because they got some some names there, but I think getting some on-ball stuff, just trying to see if the playmaking could develop a little bit because last year when I watched his lower-level stuff, he can do some stuff mm-hmm. with the ball in his hands. Like He really has yeah. that, that ability, and he has that wiggle where he can get downhill, and there was some good flashes playmaking. I was like, there's something there to unlock. Um, so I would want to see if they could just showcase that a little bit more. Cause next year, I think the dream for him is like, he starts developing a little bit of like, I can create 
and get that step back. And I know like, Hey, we, we see some flashes of it, but I'm saying you could get to that mid range. You could get to that counters and yeah. he's taking people, you know, taking people to school off the dribble. But I, what about you? I mean, where, where would you, what would be your dream for the rest of the year? Is it, is it getting the assist numbers up or is it just showcasing a little bit more of an offensive bag? I, I, I really think it's just increase the minute load, increase the opportunity, but kind of keep him in a similar role. Um, you know, I, maybe this seems foolish given, you know, the, the growth and impact that he's shown over the last, you know, calendar year now. Um, but I would really want to just kind of establish him as this absurd defender, um, you know, who's just creating havoc and making life really difficult for everyone on the perimeter. And then, continue to grow that his comfort level shooting off the catch and cutting and crashing the offensive glass um, while sprinkling in, you know, a little more advanced stuff, attacking closeouts. Um, Because I I don't necessarily think he's going to be, you know, a primary or even secondary initiator um, down the road. Maybe he gets there and I'm underselling him, but I, I think those are skills at this point in his career that are better served maybe being worked on in the off season and then coming back next season and really kind of taking a leap in that area. But right now, and that team sucks. And if you can find a bright spot and a developmental, you know, feel good story, it's with him. And if you can kind of keep growing the off ball stuff, if, if he, if he can keep that catch and shoot number, um, it's currently at 40.7%, I think, from three shooting off the catch. That's incredible. If he can keep that above 38% for the rest of the year, I'd be ecstatic if I was with the Wizards organization. And if you can kind of keep that going, because um, that shows him that that's a, a solidified role for him. At bare minimum, he's a high-level 3 and D guy, and it builds the confidence in his mechanics. It builds the confidence that, okay, now I can work on speeding up the release. Now I can work on, you know, escape dribble side sidestep stuff uh, from the perimeter to kind of beat these aggressive closeouts. Then you sprinkle in some more second side creation, some, you know, drive and kick opportunities, stuff like that. So I think for this year, really just perfecting that three and D role uh, for him right now to kind of solidify that just base level of, Hey, you're an awesome, just all around wing uh, right now. And then in the future, now we can start building on those skills. I completely agree. Uh, I mean, I know I said the playmaking and stuff, but I think the dream, the realistic dream is I would want to play him more minutes and he keeps doing this exact same thing and perfects it. And then in the off season, grab him and be like, we're only working on ball handling, your counters, your creation, send him to drew Hanlon. I don't care. Like, but it like just a complete off season of focus on like, yeah. okay, now we're unlocking this part of your game. And then you have the three and D with a little bit of upside there. And then the next off season, you unlock another part. And then he might be a guy Metcalf in which we're dreaming low with the upside. Yeah. Like, I, I think it, the sky's the limit for him, but it, it might be even higher than we're thinking. Like he, he could be an all-star. He could yeah. be one of oh, these sure. two-way demons that's a really special talent. Yeah, and I, I wasn't expecting to feel that way about him until like year three. Maybe yeah, four. me too. And that that's why I had him at the end or just outside of my lottery because I was like, I, I just think it's going to be a multi-year process and it still obviously is if we're talking about all-star level. But 
his immediate impact is way, way, way higher than, than I anticipated. Um, but you know, we, we, to figure out where we're going, uh, in the 2024 class, we, you know, have to figure out where we've been. So is there anyone in this class that kind of reminds you of Bilal Kulabali or, you know, kind of gives you potential vibes? Um, I actually love the way you do this each time. Go ahead. Sorry. I think this is a great segment. There are two names that kind of give me a little bit, but I am curious if there are any for you. Saloon. Oh, okay. Interesting. He wasn't one of them. Um, Saloon. Saloon's doing some shit. People need to, people need to buckle up. I I just, um, I have him at 11. Okay. And I feel fantastic about it. I just watched. I just watched his. He's on fire right now. I watched the last couple of games stretch, and he's doing some shit. He's he's uh he's so much fun because he's just a he's a Tasmanian devil at like six ten. Like if 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 they're listing, I don't think Rishishe is six ten. I think he's gonna be closer to six eight. Yeah. And if he if Rishishe is six ten, then I think Saloon's like seven three. Like it, it's just <laughs> he's way bigger on tape, and he's got. I I think I read Wu and Gavoni's write up, and they said Saloon was six ten with a seven two wingspan. That would check out to me. He's a Tasmanian Devil, super fluid, just high energy, high motor. Like where the hell do you want me? I'm I'm there. Like just all over the place. It's a it's a bundle of energy of wanting to do it and now he's starting to shoot and now he's starting to figure out where to put himself off the ball away from the ball yeah. like it's getting scary it's getting really really cool so if like he keeps this up for a couple more games and and this is trending in this direction saloon's gonna go up fast yeah. like i i just really he, he's got the high high arcing shot too the three bo- the three point shots look like he's just been a, efficient yeah. from deep. Um, I think he just was four for five from deep one game. Like he's just been impressive. So saloon's probably one of those guys, but um, cool ball. He's tough because that was a holy crap type of climb in about what? Two months. Yeah. I felt like it. Um, who did you think? So the, the two names that popped to me, you said one of them uh, in Zachary research. Um, and then, kind of Ryan Dunn um, on more so on the defensive side. Um, Dunn's offense obviously still has a long way to go, but his ability to attack the rim, uh, really be efficient and effective score around there, and then just be an absolute chaos agent on the defensive end. The, the, those were kind of the, the two names that really stood out to me um, where they have that size, they have the length, they have the two-way kind of versatility um, or at least potential Um um, so. someone in the chat was asking about Otega. We, we talked about Otega earlier. Yeah, obviously I could see that. Uh, Pacom, daddy eight. Yeah. Another name. He, he would need to get to a point where ratio starts playing him heavier minutes, but that could be one of those like, holy crap out of nowheres. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think there are many in this draft. Um, it really isn't. There's not a guy like, that's just like, out in uh, AJ. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm more so talking just like play style. Oh, know, play style. Like, okay. Okay. Like okay. If, okay, if okay, you, yeah. when we go get to the draft guide and we, you know, we're doing our player chemistry, 
would you put Bilal down for any of these guys? Um, you know, I, I could, I, I don't think Cody will. I think Cody Williams plays a completely different style. Um, Cody's like the offensive version. Um, Kobe Johnson. No, uh, no, I, I, I don't think there are many. I, I no, think there's, there's not. The wings in this class are tough. And, you know, I really think that, sorry to name two French guys and saloon and Risa Shea, but I think those guys and Dunn are probably the, the clearer ones. Right now, I would say I, I would, it would not shock me if there's three French players in the top 10. Yeah. Sar, Richiche, Saloon. Yeah. And Richiche is climbing up my board. Saloon's climbing up my board. Sar, I'm fine. I'm fine. I, I, I'm fine. It's fine. <laughs> We're okay. having fun. Um, yeah. All right. Perfect. We'll we'll leave it there. Um, let's move on to just wrap up this episode with our with our typical uh, two segments. Uh, first up, what's the best thing in basketball that you've seen recently? Oh man. I oh, have... sorry. Pivot back. Jump the gun. We got to figure out who we're talking about next week. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You gotta play the wheel. So, yeah, let me bring up the wheel. That's my rookie rule. Uh, all right, here we go. Big money, big money. Give us something good. Give me something good. Holy crap! Oh, there we go. Yes. <laughs> Detroit all basketball. Right. At least they can celebrate something. Boom! I'm here all week. Okay, um, so next wow, week we got to start Thompson. A- powder that'll, keg that'll be fun Woo! all that'll right coffee just kicked in i thought i thought it was chet and then asar is just just as great it's gonna be fun yeah. it's gonna be fantastic we'll, we'll have a blast with that um a lot of pain to watch through that film but a lot of pain i'm not i'm kidding sorry pistons fans oh man i had a pistons fan dm me today say you know is the top prize gonna be worth it it's like oh buddy <laughs> Ooh, how much time do you got <laughs> um okay uh now pivoting into our final two segments um what's the best thing you've seen in basketball recently i'm trying to get away from doing the typical like we just talked about the celtics and t-wolves so um <laughs> oh man what is the best thing in basketball i've seen recently um do you have one on the top of your head um, I'm going to go with Ryland Griffin, um, and his performance, uh, against Creighton the other day. I thought he was really, really impressive. He just looked really comfortable. Game looked slow to him. Uh, his off ball offense in terms of knocking down spot up threes and attacking closeouts, creating for other people. Um, and then just the defense looked good. It, it was a really sound performance that I'm hoping that he continues to build on. I, I know a lot of people were kind of intrigued with him um last year as a freshman uh he's sorry for reference uh sophomore shooting guard from alabama um kind of a quiet start to the year for him but hopefully this is the start of things to come um yes missy against filipowski was pretty it was a magical experience that was pretty fun to watch i'm gonna give a shout out to uh kaderi richmond of seton hall upset uconn Klingon, I hope you're healthy. Gosh, dang it. Foot injuries. 
but Kaderi posts 23, 6, 5, and 8 steals on 8 of 17 to upset the number five team in the country. Pretty badass for a senior. Love to see that stuff. Um, he's been one that I feel like draft Twitter is just always fooled around with and then puts those numbers up and you're just like, yeah, that's why people liked him before. Never know what those guys, those guys all of a sudden end up in the G league and find a way to make it on a roster, but it was just b- badass. Like that's a statement game that you can hang your career on for playing at Seton hall and do it against the number five team in the country. So I thought that was pretty awesome. By the way, the dime from Garway to wall, I'm moving him down my board, but that dime <laughs> in that game was fantastic. We had someone tag us, um, on Twitter, it was like, I need an episode about the Garway assist. And I was like, yeah, that was beautiful. So <laughs> that was sweet. But I have moved them down. So, um, you know, I'm tired of, uh, I, I'm tired. I'm ripping the bandaid off on a lot of these guys. If I move yeah. them back up, I move them back up. But um, what else? Tyler Smith was great in the last Ignite game. I wish they would right. play him more than like 18 minutes. S- I don't save some it. of these for next week. God. No, 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 no. Come on. I'm, I'm, a, I'm ready to roll now. Um, oh, good. It only took an hour and 12 minutes. Yeah, only took a little bit. Uh, I don't know what else. But I don't That's, know it. What else. That's I, it. I just I just need one thing from you. Okay, I, cool. I, I don't need your, your entire weekly. Well, the fans month. were fantastic <laughs> in the chat. I had to <laughs> give them some love. Best. So um, someone said, here he goes. Good comment. Will the Pistons beat the Salt Lake City Stars tonight? God, I hope so. That's a good one. So, um, yeah, I mean. All right. Last segment of the night. The most exclusive club. Oh, I didn't update the graphic, but it's okay. Classic. The most exclusive club in the basketball world, the No Ceilings Green Room. No more oh, than have, 14 we people have get the, in. Yeah, so we have... Okay, so who was it last time? Is so that, curr- is that currently the correct we, list? Currently, we have in Jacoby Walter. Um, no, because you did not update. Topich is Topich. in now. Yes, yes. okay. So okay. we have okay. Jacoby Walter, Alexander Saar, Ron Holland, Stephen Castle, Donovan Klingon, Adem Bona, Zachary Risoche, and Nikola Topich. Topic is in the list. Okay. Topic is in. So, um, and Gar- and Garway be- is is out of line. Yeah, I think. You know what? I'm yes. Garway's out of line. Um, before we nominate anyone to get in line or even go in, um, anyone you want to boot. Um, from from the guest list or just in line. No, the from from those who are in. No. Okay. Uh, no. What well, you talk to me? Uh, Donovan Klingon is close for me, and I know he just had a monster performance, but well, if Klingon's the, close, is Bona close? Why isn't Bona close? He he is, but Bona's playing. And he's not a seven-two guy who's two hundred and eighty pounds with multiple foot injuries. So we, we right, don't I'll, have to boot him. We, no, no, we don't I'll have to. I'll we boot him. I'm in. I'm in. Let, boot it. Let's put him yellow. No, I'll boot him. We can't have injury risk in the in the club. We can't do it. I'll boot him. He's out. He's in line. Okay. Right. Okay. Klingon. Klingon's in line. Fine. That was tough. It was tough. He's Sorry, also just getting out of hand. He's he's been coming loose cannon. We can't. Yeah. He keeps rolling his ankle on the floor, on the dance floor. We, we can't, can't do it. It's, our security guys can't pick up a 280 pound guy all the time. You know. 
are we going to be able to get to 14 guys? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I think That'll we're doing a good job of removing and then putting back. So, okay. So Klingon's out. Okay. So, well, we'll put him in line. Yeah, uh-huh. he's in He's in line. Okay. So, I'm going to have to start putting nothing? the guys that go back into line in like yellow or something. That makes more sense than just for tracking purposes. Just talking to myself. Um, Is there anyone, anyone you, anyone you want to put in line? Um, man, I don't know, Metcalf. I I really don't. I I we don't have to. We don't have to. I mean, Dillingham or Ryan Dunn. I did three Kentucky guys in lines. Absurd. So if we do Dillingham, it's going to have to be a swap for me. I think Justin Edwards needs to go. I think Justin Edwards got to go home. Yeah, I, I'm I'm okay with replacing Dillingham with him. Okay, okay. that's settled. I'll make the updated graphic for for next week. I know we're still talking. Okay, so Dillingham's in line. Correct. All right, who are we putting in? Anyone? <sighs> I gotta show it again. I gotta look. So also, so Topic um, is in. Also, by the way, I I, I mean. So Topic is in the club. Um, we also have Dalton Connect in line and Tyler Kolek in line. Oh, that's a big one. Thank you. That was a big one. Shout out to Corey for um, awesome. his article today. A lot of swear words. Use some bad language <laughs> words. Um, my vote to get in would be either Cody or Dalton. Ooh. I would probably say Cody. I'm I know he's Cody. hurt, and we just kicked a guy out for being hurt, <laughs> but he had multiple injuries, and I think Cody is a top six guy for me right now. Yeah, he's top four for me. I think I might even have him at four. Are you? No. I have him at five. Oh, God. I have him at five, and I stared at, like, moving him to three. I was just, like, staring at him. Uh, but oh, well, I have him at five right now. I love it. I, I watched. Oh, he looks good. He looks confident. Yes. Um, I'll say Cody. What's his injury right now? I'm blanking. Wrist. Wrist. It's annoying. I think I saw it in one of the games. He like went up for a dunk and got hit. And I was like, is that the play? And then I was like, uh, maybe. So I think it was just, just shooting hand maybe or something. I think they're playing it. Or no, they said he's going to be out like a month. So that's that was like a week ago, two weeks yeah. ago. So also sucks. Uh, Malik Mack, Mono. That's brutal. Oh, it's terrible. It's the worst. That that sickness sucks so bad. I had, oh gosh, just the worst. Shout out to my dad who uh, was my soccer coach growing up, and after the the period where I had it, and you know after I wasn't contagious anymore, um, he's like, no, you're fine. Just go play. I'm like, well, dad, I'm still exhausted and my spleen is still enlarged. He's like, what are the odds that you're going to get hit in your spleen and die? I'm like, thanks, dad. Like, I know we need bodies this weekend, but I, I'll, I'll go off top. Fine. We'll go off topic. <laughs> I um, literally got mono and my um, literally team I was was playing in the championship game and I literally just pulled like a um what's the damn baseball movie Shh, son of a gun anyways uh, Roy Hobbs dreams. the rookie no Roy Hobbs uh oh. the natural I pulled a natural and just like limped to the field and like 
think went two for four and we won the title. No big deal. But yeah, it was like spleen enlarged. They're like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, I'm a kid. I want to play baseball. Let's go. Anyways, moving on. So Cody. Cody. Sure. Shout out, shout out mono stories during the <laughs> green room. <laughs> you get kicked out of the green room for mono stories. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Cool. Welcome to the green room, Cody Williams. Um, okay. So, so read me, or I'll get it off the air from you again. But okay. So, so, I've so currently in, currently in Jacoby Walter, Alex Sar, Ron Holland, Stephen Castle, Adem Bona, Zachary Risache, Nikola Topic, Cody Williams. It's a good list. Fun list. It's a good list. And and I'll put the the guys that got bounced. I'll put them in in yellow so that we can keep an eye on them. Justin Edwards has got to go home. You know, yep. Nope. Scaring He's... people in line, you got to get out of here. We can't have this. You know, even if it's in line, we can't have this on the sidewalk. So you got to get out. Yep. Shame. It's um, a shame. It's a it it's is. a it's a damn shame. Well, Rucker, this one was a blast as always. Uh, happy holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas. Enjoy the time off. Hopefully, enjoy your families. Hopefully, be safe. Um, but once again, I'm Tyler Metcalf. He is Tyler Rucker. Uh, you can find all of our stuff at noceilingsnba.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and a five-star rating. Until next time, see ya.